All right, Wrestling With Theology fans, this is Pastor Doug Minton, and we are standing in the confessional corner, continuing our study of the Lord's Prayer, this week looking at the fourth petition, give us this day our daily bread. We have turned the corner from last week, the last few weeks that have talked about God and his nature and his name and everything that he does. Now we're asking for the petitions specifically for us. As we start with this fourth petition, we now look to us and our our lives in this world, especially as we look at what it means to say, give us this day our daily bread. In the small catechism, Luther says, God certainly gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. But we pray in this petition that God would lead us to realize this and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. What is meant by daily bread? Daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, land, animals, money, goods, a devout husband or wife, devout children, devout workers, devout and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, self-control, good reputation, good friends, faithful neighbor, and the like. So far, the small catechism. And I want you to take a few notes from this as we prepare for going into the large catechism, the main word in here is thanksgiving. As I teach this in confirmation class and in my adult instruction classes, what we are praying for here is to have thankful hearts so that we receive everything that we have, good or bad, for the glory of God, knowing that everything comes from him. And the other side of it is, what is meant by daily bread? Well, this is a time where Luther decided to just run off at the mouth, quite honestly, in my opinion, is that he could have stopped with daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body. Because he goes through this long list of the normal, everyday, ordinary things that are in our lives, and then he ends, and the like. So we're not giving a full listing here of everything that is there, but we're going to give this super long list and then say, etc., etc., etc. I'm not sure exactly what Luther was going at there. But as we move to the large catechism, we are on page 417 in the Concordia, the readers, the Lutheran Confessions, the Reader's Edition, picking up in paragraph 72. Here now we consider the poor breadbasket, the necessities of our body and of the temporal life. It is a brief and simple word, but it has a very wide scope. For when you mention and pray for daily bread, you pray for everything that is necessary in order to have and enjoy daily bread. On the other hand, you also pray against everything that interferes with it. Therefore, you must open wide and extend your thoughts not only to the oven or the flower bin, but also to the distant field and the entire land, which bears and brings to us daily bread and every sort of nourishment. For if God did not cause food to grow, and he did not bless and preserve it in the field, we could never take bread from the oven or have any to set upon the table. And here he starts off very simply. Again, he could have just stopped here and gone on to the fifth petition. But he has quite a bit to say on the fourth petition here. So what we're going to look at is when you per pray for daily bread, you pray for everything that is necessary in order to have and to enjoy daily bread, which is why he has this long list, including devout and faithful rulers, devout workers, good government, good weather, peace, all of these things 
take all these things allow for the preservation of the crops in the field and the production of bread and the food that we have on our tables. Because if we did not have all these things, we could not then bring about what we have before us. And we look to some parts of the world where they do suffer from famines and droughts and many things like that, that interfere with the daily bread that God desires to give them. And this is what we pray against in the petition. All these things that interfere with getting what we need for this life. Because if God did not bring these things about, the peace, the good government, and all of this, we would not be able to put bread on our tables. We would not be able to fill our bellies. We would not be able to survive. He picks back up in paragraph 73. To sum things up, this petition includes everything that belongs to our entire life in the world, for we need daily bread because of life alone. It is not only necessary for our life that our body have food and clothes and other necessaries. It is also necessary that we spend our days in peace and quiet among the people with whom we live and have dealings in daily business and conversation and all sorts of doings. 1 Thessalonians 4.11, 2 Thessalonians 3.12, 1 Timothy 2.2. In short, this petition applies both to the household and also to the neighborly or civil relationship in government. Where these two things are hindered so that they do not prosper as they should, the necessities of life are also hindered. Ultimately, life cannot be maintained. There is indeed the greatest need to pray for earthly authority and government. By them, most of all, God preserves for us our daily bread and all the comforts of this life. Though we have received them from God and although we have received from God all good things in abundance, we are not able to keep any of them or use them in security and happiness if he did not give us a permanent and peaceful government. For where there are dissension, strife, and war, then the daily bread is already taken away or is at least hindered. And again, we have this in many of these war-torn places where we have people struggling trying to find a way to provide for even the most basic necessities of life. Why? Because they don't have peace. They don't have a devout and faithful government. They have a government that is looking out for themselves. They have a self-centered way of looking at things in, their, in the upper echelons of their society. And this is what hinders daily bread. This is what we pray for, especially as we come to 1 Timothy 2, as I want to take a look at for a second. Paul writes to Timothy, first of all then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy 2, 1-4. through 4. This is what we need. We need a quiet and peaceful life so that we may have the great blessings that God gives us in our daily bread, in the normal, everyday things that make our life worth living. Now we move on to paragraph 75, and this is one of the great quotes that Luther has throughout the large catechism. He's got several of these sound bites that just get repeated over and over and over again. Uh, paragraph 75, it would be very proper 
to place on the coat of arms of every pious prince a loaf of bread instead of a lion or a wreath of herbs, or one could impress it upon money. This would remind both princes and their subjects that by their office we have protection and peace. Without them, we could not eat and keep our daily bread. Therefore, princes are also worthy of all honor. We should give to them for their office what we ought and can, as to people through whom we enjoy what we have in peace and quietness. Otherwise, we would not keep a farthing. In addition, we should also pray for them, as we just did in 1 Timothy chapter 2, that through them God may bestow on us more blessings and goods. The coat of arms of families and kingdoms and all of this always have the you know, lions or wreaths or some sort of great and mighty thing. But Luther says, for those who are truly faithful, a loaf of bread would be just fine. Or to put it on the money. I mean, what would you think if we had dollar bills that instead of the presidents had loaves of bread? Will we decide between the denominations of currency, like the $1 has white bread, the $5 has wheat bread, the $10 has sourdough? I'm not sure. But this idea that it is through the government, it is through their provisions, their keeping us safe and keeping the peace around us that allows us to enjoy our daily bread, to have that quiet and peaceful life. We pick up in paragraph 76. Let this be a very brief explanation and sketch, showing how far this petition extends through all conditions on earth. On this topic, anyone might indeed make a long prayer. With many words, one could list all the things that are included, like when we ask God to give us food and drink, clothing, house and home, and health of body, or when we ask that he cause the grain and fruit of the field to grow and mature well. Furthermore, we ask that he help us at home with good housekeeping and that he give and preserve for us a godly wife, children, and servants. We ask that he not cause we ask that he cause our work, trade, or whatever we are engaged in to prosper and succeed, favor us with faithful neighbors and good friends and other such things. Likewise, we ask that he give wisdom, strength, and success to emperors, kings, and all estates, and especially to the rulers of our country and to all counselors, magistrates, and officers. Then they may govern well and vanquish the Turks and all enemies. We ask that he give to subjects and the common people obedience, peace, and harmony in their life with one another. On the other hand, we ask that he would preserve us from all sorts of disaster to body and livelihood, like lightning, hail, fire, flood, poison, plague, cattle disease, war and bloodshed, famine, destructive beast, wicked men, and so forth. It is well to impress all this upon the common people, Deuteronomy 6-7. These things come from God and must be prayed for by us. Here we have in this paragraph a long list bringing out what he gives us in the small catechism for what is daily bread. But many of these things we see and we have in our prayers, especially as at our Savior, I use the great litany from the liturgy of St. Basil, uh, quite modified to take out the references to uh, the Virgin Mary as the mother of God uh, and ever virgin, all of those things. It might be a little bit uh, misunderstood by some people and are still debated by Lutherans today, but that we pray for favorable weather, temperate seasons, that we pray for the fruit of the earth. We do these things every week. We pray for the government. Some people don't like that I do pray for President Biden and Governor Pritzker here in Illinois because they're not exactly people that they voted for or that they like. 
or that they do good things. And once again, name your president, name your governor, name your senator or anybody else in all of the government that has ever been absolutely good. I'll give you a minute. Okay, that's long enough because you're not going to ever think of one. I mean, there are people that you like and that did things that were very wonderful. But again, they had their faults as well. They had their detractors. But we continue as Christians to pray for all of them because we have put them in an office that is almost untenable. I mean, you think of representing the 300 million Americans here and trying to do the best for the common good. Well, some people will like what is going on. Some people will not like. It doesn't matter what it is. There's going to be disagreement over whether a certain policy is good or not. And we can disagree as Christians and still be fine with each other, still have that quiet and peaceful life that we pray for in the prayer, and especially as we pray for daily bread. We pick back up in paragraph 80. But this petition is especially directed also against our chief enemy, the devil. For all his thought and desire is to deprive us of all that we have from God or to hinder it. He is not satisfied to obstruct and destroy spiritual government by leading souls astray with his lives and bringing them under his power. He also prevents and hinders the stability of all government and honorable, peaceful relations on earth. There he causes so much contention, murder, treason, and war. He causes lightning and hail to destroy grain and cattle, to poison the air, and so on. In short, he is sorry if anyone has a morsel of bread from God and eats it in peace. If it were in his power and our prayer next to God did not prevent him, we would not keep a straw in the field, a farthing in the house, yet not even an hour for our, our, for our life. This is especially true of those who have God's word and would like to be Christians. When we think of the devil, if he had his way, we would have absolutely nothing. We would be as miserable as he is. Luther concludes the fourth petition, paragraphs 82 to 84. You see, in this way, God wishes to show us how he cares for us in all our need and faithfully provides also for our earthly support. He abundantly grants and preserves these things, even for the wicked and rogues, Matthew 5, 45. Yet he wishes that we pray for these goods in order that we may recognize that we receive them from his hand and may feel his fatherly goodness toward us in them, Psalm 104, 28 and 145, 16. For when he withdraws his hand, nothing can prosper or be maintained in the end. Indeed, we daily see this and experience it. How much trouble there is now in the world only on account of bad coins, daily oppression, raising of prices in common trade, and bargaining in labor by those who greedily oppress the poor and deprive them of their daily bread. This we must suffer indeed. But let such people take care so that they do not lose the benefits of common intercession. Let them beware, lest this petition in the Lord's Prayer speak against them. So we have here, in conclusion for the fourth petition, as we pray for daily bread, we understand that there is trouble. There is things that happen in the world by the devil's doing, but also by our own sinful natures and just the way the world works. Because the world works for what seems best for it, not for anything else. The world as a whole is nothing but a large, overgrown, 
toddler wanting just mine, mine, mine. And this is what we pray against in the fourth petition. We pray against the toddler mindset to help understand that it is God who gives us everything. We may have earned the money to buy the things that we have, to be able to provide for the food on our table, but ultimately everything, including the money and the job and the skills that we have, come from God and are part of the daily bread that we pray for every time we pray the Lord's Prayer. And yes, in retrospect, there is a whole lot that we pray for here. There is a lot that we pray for and pray against. But that is the beauty of it. Jesus gives us these words, just a few words, that cover a whole lot. And as Luther said, we could make a long, long prayer just out of give us this day our daily bread if we wanted to. We could spend hours praying for each and every little thing. But Jesus gives us these few words. Give us this day our daily bread. And in that, he helps us to wrestle with the theologies around us, with all the things that are going on, even our chief enemy, the devil. And that's what brings us great peace and joy, knowing that his word will ultimately prevail. Amen.